The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. All right. Turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians 12. Now, remember what we said. We've been in the series in the beginning. And we got as far as saying that Canaan, amen, is what? The promised land. Can we take care of this? Thank you. We said, went as far as saying that Canaan, all right, is the promised land. And in the New Testament, Canaan refers to what? The spirit of God where? Within the believer. All right. Canaan refers to the spirit of God within the believer. Within the believer. And that's very, very instructive. Because in Galatians chapter number 3, turn in there. I'll, I'll come back to 1 Corinthians 12. Galatians chapter number 3. Yeah, by the way, we are having our inaugural service in Ejigo today. All right, 4 p.m. All right, so there will be a bus to transport people from here to Ejigo and bring you back. All right, so make sure you join. Anyway, workers, you have to be there. So I'm talking to people that he's a worker service, but every other person is allowed to attend. Praise God. All right, but I'm talking to you, you can come. All right, I said Galatians chapter number three, let's look at 13. It says, want to go, and Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the Lord, being made a cause for us. For it is written, what? Cause is everyone that what? And get on a what? On a tree. Now, look at what he says in verse 14. He says, what? That the blessing of Abraham might what? Come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So the blessing of Abraham, the blessing that was promised Abraham, or the promise of the Abrahamic covenant was what? The Spirit. Praise God. Everybody say the Spirit. Everybody say the Spirit. Now, when you study, all right, in the book of um, Joshua and Judges, you find out that the children of Israel... After they got into Canaan, had to fight to take the land. Do you remember that? And we were able to see that and understand that that in, in terms of New Testament is that after you get born again, you still have to contend. Remember that? You have to contend with what? With the flesh. Is that correct? Then you also have to contend with what? With demonic forces. We wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and what? And against powers. So the principalities and the powers are the giants in the land that you have to contend with. All right? The flesh also are the giants in the land. And we saw that you are only going to walk in victory over the flesh by walking where? In the spirit. And you are going to also walk in what? Dominion over demoniacal forces by what? By being conscious of who you are in Christ and exercising your authority. Remember what we talked about that? How many of you remember what we talked about that? Uh-huh. Then we were able to see St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 19, where it says, Behold, I give you what? Authority to trample on what? Serpents and what? Scorpions. And over all the ability of the enemy, and nothing shall by what? Enemies what? Harm you. We were able to establish that. Now, I want us to now go into something very important. Very important. And it is about sustaining the culture of the supernatural. Sustaining the culture of the spirit. Alright, if you go to the book of Judges, alright, and if you look at the book of Judges, turn in there, I want to show you something, for you to know that the move of the spirit or the culture of the spirit can be lost. If it is not sustained, there is no move of the spirit that starts that will be sustained in and by itself. Any move of the spirit that starts has to be sustained by proper discipleship. It needs to be handed from one generation to the other. If it is not properly handed down, it will be lost. I will show you an example and I will take you through church history. How many of you are ready to learn again today? All right, now, look at Judges, the book of Judges. All right, and oof. Judges, okay, I want us to look at, let me show you this one. Now, Judges chapter 4. It says, and the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the, of the Lord when Hehud was dead. 
Who was Herod? Herod was a judge that was raised up, all right, if you look at Judges chapter 3, was raised up, all right, all right, to take over from Shamgar. So what happened was, after Joshua died, okay, you now had that the children of Israel were ruled by the elders that were with Joshua. And as long as those elders were alive, they followed the law of Moses. Are you following? Now, after those guys died, those elders and all those guys that were with Joshua, because a proper handover system was not in place, you now had a generation that arose that did not know Moses properly, okay? And were not properly discipled in the, in the, in the, in the books of Moses. So you now had a generation that arose that went after idolatry and began to copy the lifestyle of the Canaanites that they were meant to chase out of the land. Are you following? So what now happened was God now began to raise judges. He raised Shamgar. He raised Ehud. He raised Samson. Do you understand? All right. He raised these men to what? Come in and judge Israel in accordance with the law of Moses. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? But every single time, when that judge died, the children of Israel went back to their ways. What does that tell you? Because there was no proper handover of the culture of the word and the culture of the spirit, it was lost to a new generation. Praise the Lord. So look at it. He says, uh-huh. Let's go to four. He says, and the children of Israel, okay, again did evil in the sight. That means they did it before. You know, he said again. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Azor, the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt in Arosheth of Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of iron, and 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. And Deborah, a property, the wife of Lapido, she judged Israel at that time. So what normally used to happen is that when they forgot, all right, and went after other gods, and they, all right, the move of the spirit and the culture of the world was lost to them. Do you know what happened? God will now raise an individual. He will raise a what? A Deborah. He will raise a Samson to initiate the move again. I pay attention to what I'm explaining to you. To initiate the move again. And they will see God's mighty work. Then that judge will raise them for many years. Then when that judge dies, they will go back. Then something will come. When that judge dies, they go back. What was going on? The children of Israel or the nation of Israel were being sustained by revivals. Revivals that we were not able to what? To maintain. So the moment the person who started the revival died, they went, went back again. Listen, the move of the Spirit, all right, if not properly shepherded, if not properly handed from generation to generation, can be lost. I'll give you a quick example, and I'll show you today how we can maintain the move of the Spirit and how we can properly hand it down. I'll show you an example today. Speaking in tongues. Do you know? How many of us agree that speaking in tongues was something that happened at the very start of the early church? Is that right? Okay, let us look at it. It's a Mass Gospel 16, verse 17. Follow me on the journey. It's a Mass Gospel 16 and verse 17. Light me, Lord. How many of you like that song? Light me, Lord. Like a can. I heard the song from Apostle Joshua Selman, but I added my own. Praise God. I know now. I can't, I, when I hear a song, I can't leave it the way I met it. Praise God. You know, there's remix, then there's mirix. Glory to God. <laughs> and if you're a Chelsea fan in the house, put two fingers in the ear. Did you think you're going to escape that? Hey, hey. Glory to Jesus. Libakaya. Amen. Yesterday, what would I do? I locked up. Oh, I locked the devils over their life. Hallelujah. What are you saying? Oh. When, when they can't walk in natural, Amen. And you know, I told you, I said to the end that the bad one, 
will not be lifted up in pride. We have to humble him. The watchers decided it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Before you know it, if you had won now, they would have articles, the greatest ever coach, the best test. He changed football. Humble, Jerry. And this side shall follow them. <laughs> and this side shall follow them that believe. <laughs> In my name, they shall what? Cast out devils. <laughs> They shall speak with new tongues. So Jesus here is saying this is a sign that follows them that believe. So tongues is there. Is that correct? Come on, is that correct? Tongues is there, right? Good. It was there. It's there. Then Acts 2 verse 1. I want to show you this thing. Acts 2 1. Then they started speaking in tongues in Acts 2. Look at it. He says, and what? When the day of Pentecost was what? Fully come. All right? They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As of a what? Rushing mighty wind. And he filled all the house. They were, uh, they were, um, they were, um, they were where they were sitting. And there appeared cloven tongues as of fire. And sat upon each of them. Okay. And they were what? And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to what? Speak with what? Other tongues as the Spirit gave them what? Are you seeing that? So at the very start... They were filled with other tongues and they spoke, you know, they spoke in tongues. Is that correct? Come on, is this correct? Now, let us also find out, was speaking in tongues something that was enshrined in church worship, in the early church? 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Hallelujah. Verse 26. I want to show you something. He said, how is it then, brethren, when you come together? Is that not church service? Is that church service? Glory to God. Glory to God. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Lord. How is it then, brethren, when you come together? Hmm. Every one of you. Everybody say every one of you. Wow. Every one of you. He says, every one of you had a psalm, had a doctrine, had a tongue, had a revelation, had an interpretation. So that means when they came to church, everybody had something. Are you following? Are you following? Do, do, do you understand? So that means they operated at a level in the early church where supernatural was common bread. It was not an event. Are you following? It was not, ah, man, the apostle Paul said I was just sharing words. No, it was everybody. They had something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, every one of you, let all things. So the problem was that they had all of this manifestation, but it was not done in word edification. So that means when they came to church, all right, why one person was giving word there, yeah, another person was giving word there, yeah, another person was giving word. Because they had, they had it, it was, it was so much, it was intoxicating them. So Paul now said, let everything be done to edify. So that means wait for each other so that we can all be blessed by what you have received. It was an early church tradition. But do you know what happened? Do you know what happened? Listen. In less than 300 years, after Jesus died, tongues, prophecies, and all of this disappeared from the church. The Catholics replaced it with Latin. You Domini Patris, Spirit. You understand? That's what they replaced it with. You understand? They now said and came up with the doctrine that tongues died with the last apostle. And with the, la the person, last person, the what? Uh, what do you call it? The apostles in part. The reason why they came up with that was because for close to 1,700 years, there was no single manifestation of tongues in church. I, are you following what I'm telling you? No, see, if you, in fact, when you go and read the writings of the reformers, people like Martin Luther, you won't see tongues there. They never experienced it. They began to think that speaking in tongues was that when you went into a, a new country, 
and you land there on missions, that the Holy Ghost will supernaturally give you an ability to speak the language of the people you were sent to. You understand? That's what they thought. And many of them got there and began to speak rubbish, and the natives were like, what's this one? What's wrong with this one? The move and the operation was lost. Just like the children of Israel, because of lack of proper discipleship, from time to time, they lost the promised land. Is that correct? They were driven out. They were driven out. Such that they were not in the land made with milk and honey. In that same vein, the church for many years, many millennia, has lost move of the Spirit. It got to the point that you didn't even find people casting out devils. Back then in the church, when they wanted to cast out devils, they, they got exorcists in. And the exorcists would come with cross, crucifix. And they would come with koboko. I mean, you know, you know say, come out of her, and they would be wiping the person. Because the move was lost. Are the tongues and speaking in tongues come back to the local church? God used a man, I know there were some, obviously some group before him, but the one that we know of that was penned down was used a man called Alexander Dowie. In the late 20th century, now you know 20th century means that from like um, 18 something into 19th, that's 20th century. Yeah, Alexander, God raised him up. Then after Alexander, well, you now had Charles Parham. Then you now had the Azusa Street Revival. So you find out that speaking in tongues, if you go and check, after the early church record, speaking in tongues, when you want to find documentation of the move of the spirit characterized by speaking in tongues, you find out that it happened in the late 20th century. Something we know that the early church practiced for 300 years. Any move of the spirit that is not taught will be lost. Any operation that is not imparted will be lost. Are you paying attention to what I'm telling you? Any expression of the spirit that is not giving room in the body, in the local church, will be lost. That is why when we come to church here, we say, speak in other tongues. Why? Because in your exercise of that gift is his preservation. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. When we say we're having a Holy Ghost meeting, and we say all oh, the hands of somebody and give the person a word, in your exercise of that gift is his what? It is, is his preservation. When we say lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, in your exercise of that gift is his preservation. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. You must contend for the supernatural. Look at him and say, contend for the supernatural. Say, contend for the supernatural. Hallelujah. You have to contend. Now, how do you contend for the supernatural? What does it mean to contend? To contend means to enter into some form of conflict with a goal in mind. To enter into some form of um, struggle with a goal in mind. Because you see, the devil will rather us have church. Where the, ma the might and the power of God is not in demonstration. Because in a, so far as the power of God and the fire of God is not burning in a place, the devil is fine. But if the fire is burning, it means that a lot of the works of darkness will be destroyed. Praise God. Now, how do you contend? Write it down. Number one, to contend for the supernatural is to insist that you must see the manifestation of the supernatural in your life. Praise God. I said, praise God. To contend for the supernatural is to insist that you have the manifestation of the supernatural in your life. You insist on it. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You insist on it. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4. 
look at what Paul says. He says, and my speech and my preaching was not with what? Enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. Demonstration of spirit and of power. Okay. So Paul says, when I came to you, I didn't come preaching nice speeches. I came demonstrating the spirit and of power. One of the things that should drive you to pray is a death or a famine of the miraculous through your life. So when we are talking of insisting on the demonstration of the supernatural, it means that when you do not see those things happening to your life, it should drive you to do what? To pray and to what? To fast. When you get to a point that you are not praying and fasting because you are not seeing these things as you ought to see them in your life, you have actually backslidden. You are no more contending. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. For example, me as a pastor, I get, when I lay hands on people, I get many people healed. But I take note of those who are not yet healed. As I'm talking to you now, I have two cases that I'm talking to God every day. My spirit is communicating to God. Two cases in this church. I want to see it healed. I want to see it healed. I must see it healed. Yes, I thank God for the other ones. But those two, they must be healed. Praise God. You must contend. So you insist. You say, the Bible says they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Which means that that word is for me. When I lay hands on the sick, the sick must recover. Are you following what I'm saying? The Bible says that there is something called word of knowledge. And the manifestation of the spirit has been given to every man to profit with that. So if the manifestation of the spirit has been given to every man, I am every man. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. I am every man. So I will walk in the work of word of knowledge. Turn the first Corinthians 12. Let me show you something. You contend, sir. Glory. I said glory. I said glory. I said glory. You contend. You don't give in. You contend. You don't get in the flesh. You contend. You don't get tired. You contend. Listen to me. Let me tell you what the devil normally does to folks. All right. You know, I told you many times. You see, the strategies of the devil are the same. He doesn't change tactics. He repeats it. The devil doesn't have new strategy. It's the same strategy. You know, you can, you can start out on fire and flowing in things of the spirit. And you can get to a point that there will be a lull and there will be a reduction in that fire. The tendency of fire is for it to burn out. Fire that is not properly tended will go out. Uh, is that not true? Is that not true? It's true, it's true. So what the devil normally does when he sees a young man on fire is that he brings a distraction his way. It can be the distraction of money. I don't have money, I don't have a job or something. It can be the distraction of love. He's looking for love. Same thing with women too. So they now begin to focus on the problem. They now begin to focus on the thing they don't have. The moment the devil is able to take you away from focusing on the mission, take you away from focusing on the spirit, and take you towards focusing on what you don't have, what you lack, he has succeeded. You now find yourself shrinking back. Because of certain things you want to see in your life that are not yet manifested. So you find yourself shrieking back. Satan will not attack a man on fire with witchcraft. He knows he will deal with the witch. Satan will not attack a man on fire, all right, Lord, with sickness. He knows he will deal with the sickness. Satan will attack a man on fire with distraction. A credible alternative attention. That is what distraction is. A credible, legitimate attention. That is distraction. Which means that the thing that is distracting you, if we examine it, we say, ah, uh-uh, what is credible now? Is legitimate now? Are you following? 
Getting money is credible, legitimate. Get wanting to marry, credible, legitimate. So it will be a credible and legitimate distraction that will get your attention off of the things of the spirit onto the flesh. Before you know it, you slip up the first time. You slip up the second time. You give room. You give room till he has taken the whole building. Then you look at the mirror. You cannot recognize yourself. Glory to God. The issue. The devil is making you think is the issue. It's not the issue. That thing you are carrying on your head and say this is, it is not, it's not that serious. Watch yourself when you get there. You are under attack. Remember what the, the Jesus said to Peter. He said, Peter, he said, the Satan has what? Desire to sift you like we Do you know what it means to sift somebody? To sift someone like we That means the person was heavy. You sift him till he's light. You empty him of virtue. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at him and say, stay on fire. Look at him and say, stay on fire. Fire is unmistakable when it's burning. When fire is burning somewhere, people don't just walk past. They turn around to notice and find out what's going on here. Are you following what I'm saying? Because fire is burning. When you are, how will I put it? When you are easy not to notice, you are not burning. When you are unremarkable, you are not burning. When the fire of God is burning in your life, when people speak with you and have an encounter with you, they may not be able to explain it. But they will be able to say, there's someone I met today. Are you following? I don't know what I'm talking about. When you meet, you know, there are some people you meet that you like, I met somebody. Fire. Praise God. So remember, let's look at the gifts of 1 Corinthians 12. All right? Look at verse 4. Content for it. Because if you don't content for it, you will only be reading about word of knowledge about Kenegi. Something that happened in Kenegi's life. When is it going to happen in your life? When is it going to happen through your life? Glory to God. Because if the promised land is for you, you should walk in it. And if that promised land is the spirit, you should walk in the spirit. You should operate and demonstrate the spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Huh? Alright. Now, there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. Everybody read verse 5. One, two, go. But the same Lord. Six says what? And there are diversities of operations. But it is the same God which worketh what? All in all. He worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to what? Every man to profit without. Next verse. Next verse. The word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge. But he says, hold on, hold on, hold on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Zula, zavan dobra hages dobre ektegis kila sufra atis kila stist la andele here. This is a word for our lady here. I see you in the realm of the spirit. I see you in the realm of the spirit. Mm. Oh my God. This lady, this is your problem. This is your major problem. Your major problem, major problem is you have low self-esteem. That's your major problem. I see you in the realm of the spirit. I will not name you, but I know you. Your major problem is low self-esteem. So because this, of this low self-esteem, it has made you look for acceptance. And uh, how will I put this? Acceptance. And um, praise from men. So I see you on this man's bed and this man's bed and this one's room. Stretching back five years. Six years. 
You want them to accept you. You want them to tell you what your father couldn't tell you. That you're good. You're desirable. That you're beautiful. Because you're insecure in how you are. Let me, let me help you from the Spirit. You are beautiful. You are what the Word of God says you are. You need to accept what God has said about you. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, this you caught, I can see it in the realm of the Spirit. There's no help in all this. Your husband is not on all of those men. Even the one you are with now. That's not your husband. Not your husband. They will use you and leave you because you are still broken and you need that the Lord heals you emotionally. So what you need to do, sister, hearing me, is to spend time in the Word. Spend time in the Word. More away from services. So you come to the service, you get fired up. Then also have a work, a relationship in the Word. For your mind needs to be renewed and your soul healed. From the trauma you had from when you were a child. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And once that has happened, you will walk in all God has ordained for you to walk in. Praise the Lord. And you will also walk into relationships you ought to walk in, in the form that you ought to walk in it. Praise the Lord. And you would have the discernment to recognize who is who in your life. For now, you don't have that. So everyone is accepted. Then after a short while, you find out. You find out after the fact. But discernment lets you know who is who before the fact. Who says the Spirit of God to you? Do not add in your heart to this revelation and do not add in your heart to this word. For it will save your life and prevent you from wasting your life. For the path you are on right now is a path of waste. Don't waste your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen, somebody. Amen. I said amen. amen. He said, for to one is given by the Spirit. Listen, I told you this 1 Corinthians 12. Many of you, I can't remember the sermon I taught it, the title. But I explained this one sermon, one teaching series, right? Huh? Okay, yeah. So I thought you got, got the title for me. All right. Now, remember, I told you that 1 Corinthians 12, all right, the scenario was a church service. The Spirit is the constant. But the manifestations, which are the gifts, are what he is distributing. So now, and we said that what we saw in 1 Corinthians 12 is not saying one person has gift of this, another person has gift of that. No. He's talking about the manifestation of the gifts. So that means in a service, he's saying, for example, in a service like this, one person flow, is flowing in what? Word of wisdom. Another person is flowing in what? Word of knowledge. And you understand? So he's saying it is the same spirit that is working through everybody, glory to God, but different people are what? Demonstrating different things. So that tells us that in the body of Christ, glory to God, the spirit of God moves through everybody. What you need to learn how to do is to learn how to surrender. Pastor Victor, come. Let me, this is just a sharp, sharp school of the spirit class. Don't worry, that's what we are going to be looking at in the month of June. Hey, hallelujah! Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Everybody say surrender. surrender. Everybody say yield. yield. Say surrender. surrender. Say yield. yield. Listen. When it comes to moving with the Spirit of God, the most important thing is to learn how to surrender. Learn how to yield. That's the most important thing. In receiving impartation, in demonstrating the gifts, surrender. Because the Spirit of God will give you a prophecy. But if you don't open your mouth and prophesy, you know there will be no prophecy. So that means no prophecy can be heard until you speak it. Are you seeing this? 
Aha. Uh-huh. The Spirit of God will give you the operation to speak in tongues. But until you open your mouth and speak, nobody is going to hear any tongues. Amen. 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 So, surrender is important. In working of miracles, there could be an operation of the power of God on your body to minister to people. But if you do not obey and take the step to minister to people, there will be no manifestation. Are you following what I'm saying? So the most powerful thing is what? Surrender. What is surrender? Pastor, I don't know whether I can catch you, but I think you are, you know, you are, you are not that, um, you know, you are Valerie's, um, Valerie likes this um, weight category. Praise God. That's why I picked you. You don't have too much uh, muscle. If it was we see now, we, we consider. Praise the Lord. But all she likes, you know, that's life. You know, that's life, I think. Yes. You understand? Valerie likes you like this. You understand? Oluchi will not like like this. Oluchi likes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Huh? Um, it's not how Oluchi is muscular. She's not. So she does what she does. In, you understand? She just ah, I'm not muscular. The CC Wilson is muscular. She now say, Father, I thank you, so that our baby will come out muscular. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, let me show you something. Let me show you about surrender. Now, this is him. I'm the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 All right. Now, with surrender, the Spirit of God says, take one step. He takes it. Okay? Take another. He takes it. Turn left. He turns left. Now, you are in the physical. The Holy Ghost is in the spiritual. The Holy Ghost knows what it would take to bring about a manifestation of his presence in the physical. Now, the keys to ensure those manifestations happen is tied to what? Instruction. Instructions you will never understand in your brain. Are you following what I'm saying? So for sometimes you are ministering to people and the Spirit of God says, just tap him once. That's the instruction. Yielding, surrender is doing what he told you to do. Remember Moses. When he was in the wilderness, the Bible says the Holy Ghost told him to do what? To strike the rock the first time. Are you following? So that means the manifestation of water coming out of the rock was tied to Moses' what? Obedience to the instruction. Which means, though the water was not um, um, was not readily available in the eyes. There was water there. But it was going to take obedience to instruction for there to be a manifestation of the water. Are you following what I'm saying? There are many things that are with you, but they are not yet available to your eyes. But via yielding and surrender to the Holy Ghost, they will be manifested before you. Everybody says Surrender. Everybody say yield. Everybody say surrender. Everybody say yield. Now, 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 try to make sure, you know, I'm trying to push you, don't let me, don't let, let me succeed. Now, this is what many of us do. Okay, don't let me succeed. All right? Many of us, this is what we do. We resist the Holy Spirit. That's what we do. Because, you see, the Holy Spirit will always be the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. He is in you, in the fruits, character, and in the gift, power is in you already. You understand? He's there. Which means that every given time, the Holy Ghost is working on your inside. There is a power at work in you. Everybody say there is a power. There's a power. At work in you. He's already working. He's there. He's at work there. He says in Ephesians 3.20, he said unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to what? The power at work in you. So there is a power at work in you. Glory to God. You, by surrender, are now have to bring it into manifestation. The difference between presence of power and manifestation of power is surrender. Yes, sir. Prayer 
is to bring you to the place of surrender. Fasting is to bring you to the place of surrender. Worship is to bring you to the place of what? Surrender. Everybody say surrender. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, man of God. Surrender. Surrender. When you are with somebody and the Spirit prompts you to give the person a word, if you surrender, there will be a manifestation. If you don't, there will not be one. Hallelujah. When you are on social media and the Spirit of God prompts you to put out something, if you surrender, there will be a manifestation. If you don't, there will not be. Surrender. The quantum of the glory of God that you will see in your life is determined by one word. Surrender. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Surrender. Surrender. Going where he tells you to go. Doing what he tells you to do. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You see somebody very sick. And the spirit of God is saying minister to her. Minister to him. Glory to God. Minister to her. Minister to him. Glory to God. And while you are ministering, he now tells you. You know, you see, one thing is you must not get mechanical with the things of the Spirit. Notice something. If you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus never healed people the same way. There was always an instruction. Elisha, when Naaman came to him to be healed, Notice how Naaman got healed. He got healed via a specific instruction. Some of us, we, thought, we think that, you know, Jesus healed the leprous by laying hands on them. That was what the Spirit of God told him to do. Elisha healed Naaman. How? He told him to go and dip in, in Jordan seven times. That was the instruction. Are you following what I'm saying? So that is, you, it's this. You cannot see that manifestation of the glory of God as you should see it without surrender. Without following that spirit, the Holy Ghost. You know, your prayer life brings you to that place where you recognize the spirit. Fasting brings you to the point. Because all those things are training to recognize the spirit. So you can tell the Holy Ghost from other spirits. Glory to God. You can easily surrender. And you can easily align. Amen. Amen. And when you come to church, church is where you come to be imparted and taught these things. Hallelujah. I would have loved to continue and talk to you about other things tied to this. But I'm out of time. Praise the Lord. Just let me show you this before I go. The gospel came in the later stages. First, when you look at the history of the church, the gospel first came from Africa to Europe. I hope you know that. How many of you know that? I said how many of you know that? If you don't know, you don't, don't, you don't know. There was a church in Ethiopia before there was a church in Germany. In fact, Europe got the word a thousand years, or accepted the gospel, not, you know, because people have been going to the bridge, accepted the gospel a thousand years, some 500 years after Africa had received it. But as time went on, places where the gospel, you know, was in Africa, due to wars, and all, they were lost to Islam. They now found that, uh, the, uh, the Europeans now had to bring the gospel back to Africa. Amen. But if you look at Europe now, many of them know the gospel, that, but have rejected it. Showing you that the fact that the gospel has a foot ground, foothold, and the move of the spirit has a foothold in a generation, does not mean that that generation will hand it over. We thank God for Archbishop Idaosa. I thank God for Pastor Chris. Thank God for Kenneth Hagin. 
God used them to bring the move of the Spirit and the Word to our generation. And we must maintain it and hand it over to the what? To the next generation. It is why we cannot come to church and bring comedians. Because if we do so, we will hand over comedy to the next what? Generation. Praise God. And soon you will have a minister in comedy. Oh, oh, praise God. As I praise God. Some churches were about doing that. 15 minutes for comedy. Laughter, make it. What, there's one scripture there. Eh? Uh -huh. Laugh, make, laughter, make the So that was the excuse. Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet. Say, Lord, help me surrender. Help me flow with your spirit. Help me align. Use me, Lord, more than ever before. Open your mouth and begin to pray. I want you to pray with all of your heart. Pray with all of your heart. Pray. Open your mouth. Everybody praying, oh Lord, use me, teach me to surrender. Everyone lift up your hands as we close the service. Lift up your hands, everybody. You know, lift up your hands, a simple instruction. Very simple. Lift up your hands. And Father, I bless them with the Word. I bless them with the Holy Ghost. Thank you. I prayed for them that their eyes will be enlightened, that their souls will be full of light, that they will see clearly and the manifestation of the Spirit of God will be stronger and stronger and more vivid in and through their lives in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. We give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now listen. One important way to flow with the Spirit is by paying attention to instructions. Train yourself to look out for instructions and obey them. So for example, in the service, you say, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Because you see, when you don't lift up your hands, and when we say sing, you don't sing. When we say let's pray in tongues, you don't pray in tongues. You are training yourself to ignore instructions. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't train yourself to ignore. Train yourself to pay attention to it. Hallelujah. So that it would not be when the Spirit is giving instructions to you, you would take it as one of those things that you easily ignore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.
Thank you, Lord. And so, your presence of God mantles every soul listening to me. A definite, tangible manifestation of the Spirit comes on you in the name of Jesus. I bless you with this from my office. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Those who are weakened are strengthened now. You are strengthened now. Those who are feeling overwhelmed, you are strengthened now. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. You are strengthened. Be strengthened. Be strengthened. Be strengthened. Be strengthened. Hallelujah. We give you praise. You won't miss your step. Amen. You will miss your way. Amen. You will miss your step. Amen. You will not miss your way. Glory to God. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. All right, let's give quickly. Hallelujah. Don't worry. And uh, evening service in Ejibo, I would have time to be able to minister um, to the sick in, in part and all. So, I mean, just make sure that I have. Um, what do you call this stuff? Smoothie. <laughs> Ready. I need to have strength. Because after I preach in this place, I'm going to preach in that place. I don't want to get tired. Praise God. I will be strengthened. Amen. All right, let's give quickly. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. Um, if you've not given your partnership this for this month, please make sure you do so. Every single um, member or worker of Wikia, we expect that you partner and the purpose of partnering is to ensure that we get the gospel message out and we are able to plant as many churches as possible all we're doing is due to the you know generosity of um, many of you here thank you for doing that god bless you so let's keep doing that let's keep partnering let's keep giving glory to god let's keep giving um if you're giving your tithes give it praise god all right you know i always teach that in giving give at least a tithe a tenth of what comes to your hand as a mark of honor to the lord and as your contribution to things of the ministry praise god praise the lord praise the lord hallelujah you have just listened to a message by reverend dr femi olale of oikea christian center for other messages, visit our website at www.oikiacc.org. Remain blessed.